Hello. Welcome to the show. You know it's the show. We call ourselves a little thing called The Island Shuffle. My name's a Bean. And my name's a James. Every week we convene on this sacred spot and we watch one episode of Lost. And it doesn't ha- matter what episode it is. Any episode. It could be any one. Um and how do you how do you choose any episode? You roll a 121-sided die. die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, that die is called random.org. But and more about that later. Yeah, you stay tuned. You'll you'll get an earful about it. You're going to like that. You're going to you're going to I I reckon they're going to love it if you ask me. But I mean, you know, it's up to the viewers, really. It's the, up to the viewers. The, the listeners. The viewers, the viewers of our show. The viewers uh, at home. The, the people who open this up in Audacity and just watch the, yeah, like, watch the, the, the waveform. Oh, I love doing that. I you love can t- tell when someone like laughs because it's the loudest thing. Exactly. You can, t- you can see exactly the rhythm of everybody as they're talking. It's the perfect. rhythm of the people in the speech of the people in the speech of the people of the rhythm. That's the way that all audio is meant to be listened to. Clap your hands to the rhythm of the speech of the rhythm of the people of the rhythm. You've got yourself the um, lyrics to a m- early to mid-90s house song there, yeah, I think. Hell yes. That's exactly what I was going for. Thank you. You, you nailed it. Um, what, so do, what, what, what did we watch this week? Uh, this week we watched uh, what is commonly known as Good Lost, mm. um, season one, episode six. Yes. So we're right in the thick of uh, Lost is still setting up their world, still mm-hmm. introducing us to characters, mm-hmm. still um, doing like... What what are the main things that we've got going on here? Terry O'Quinn, Terry O'Quinn is gone here. crazy. He's or John Locke is just a crazy woodsman at this point. Yeah, he's just a weirdo hunter who seems to know vague things about the island. Yeah, Jack and Kate are like both in grade ten. Yeah, they're both they're both very like flirty and uh, boo. Yeah. Uh, Kate bends over and Kate's like, "Stop staring at my butt." Yeah, and, exactly. And Jack's like, "I promise, I was not staring at your butt." Hard, uh, Charlie is still hard on the heroin. He loves the stuff. Uh, and frankly, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I heard it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone says it. It's great. Everyone that's tried it is like... No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> yes. I think uh, that's the official slogan of heroin. Yep. <laughs> no regrets. Correct. Um, and most notably... Jin and Sun are both speaking only in Korean. Oh, yes, only in Korean. Which makes sense because this is an episode about Sun. House of the Rising Sun. It's called House of the Rising Sun to tell you that it's a Sun episode. Not great. Such an awful name, yeah. Because there's nothing... It doesn't have anything to do with, like... Anything. The famous song by the animals, no. Nothing to do with that. Um, There's no house imagery. There's no Sun imagery. There's um there is just a character named Sun. Yes. So it's not great, but hey, it's fine. Um, would uh what would you have named the episode? I would have named, but making it still a Sun pun. Uh, I would have named it, uh, Radiohead. Radiohead. Hmm. I just think that's a cool name for something. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. Like, maybe that's just me. I guess so. Well, actually, Talking Heads have this song called Radiohead. Do they and actually? I thought they do, and I think okay. that would be that's a cool... where Radiohead t- name uh, came from? Uh, I don't know who that is. Oh. <laughs> I just think that's a cool name for something. Um, I would have called the episode Sunscreen. Oh. Not a lot of screen imagery, though. Well, there's a lot of... 
You know what? Uh, uh, let's just talk about the episode. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about the flashbacks first, or do you want to talk about the island let's adventures? Let's flashbacks first, because I feel like there's not, um, there's not that much there. It's pretty quick. Because yeah. it's very like it's very much establishing stuff that we already kind of know. Like yeah. How, like how Sun and Jin are in love. Yeah, very basic stuff. Uh, we get a scene of them being in love, and Jin gives Sun a flower. Jin gives Sun a flower. And Sun's like, oh, it's beautiful. And Sun's like, we should elope so we can get away from all this craziness. And Jin says, no, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to your father. I'm going to reason with him. And uh, we're going to work it out the old-fashioned way. And it's worth noting here that when we're introduced to Jin, he is like a waiter. Yes. At, uh, like, he's like a catering waiter, yeah, essentially. Yeah, at some so fancy event. He's like not upper class. Whereas yes. Sun... We it's alluded to that Sun's father is very wealthy, very wealthy, very powerful, very powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, the power of this man is uh, unheard of, unprecedented. It, it is uh, rivaled only by his wealth. <laughs> True, that's what they're all saying about yeah. Mr. Sun's dad. Mr. Sun Dad, House of the Rising Dad. <laughs> yes, I like dad that. Dad of the Rising Sun. I oh, that's that's good. better. Yeah. That's yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I said that, and then I was like, "Oh, that's good." Uh, <laughs> you, you fixed it. You yeah. punched up the episode. Uh, we'll send that into the old lost people. Yeah, see if they can't on the new DVDs they put out. They can change the name. Yeah, exactly. When they make the Blu-ray collection come out eventually, Blu-ray still a thing. This is not a well worth going down. Blu-ray um, is still a thing. It's still still going strong. Yep. That that's good. Good for them. Um, yeah, they're really good. <laughs> HD. Oh, man. The highest definition you can get. The blue tint on the bottom of the disc. Oh, so cyber cool. Harder to scratch. Thank goodness, because I'm always scratching at those boys. I know. I'm scratching. Just scratchy scratch. It's like a mosquito bite on the bottom of my disc. I see it, and I see the silver, and I think, this must be a lottery ticket. What am I going to win? <laughs> and then before I know it, I can no longer watch the middle chunk of 24 episodes. I know. Of episodes of the show 24. Exactly. That is what, okay. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. I got um, I got Kiefer on the mind. Did you <laughs> did, did you know that Kiefer Sutherland came to Montreal yesterday? No, for what? For a concert. He not no, I should clarify. Kiefer Sutherland performed at Club Soda. What? That's so weird. Right? Oh my god. I didn't even know he did music. Me neither until the bus passed by Club Soda and there it was tonight, Kiefer Sutherland and I was like, what is he like is he like speaking? And nope, the poster has him in a guitar. And on a microphone. That is so weird. I don't like that. I feel uh, I feel many types of ways. I like it. that no one is going there for his music. No, everyone's definitely just looking at it and being like, Jack Bauer or like Big Boss. I will just <laughs> say, uh, you don't need to hear it to know that his music isn't very good. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's good. <laughs> Could you imagine? If it's <laughs> no, I can't imagine that it's interesting. <laughs> imagine it's the most revolutionary album of the decade. I would have heard about it, I feel like. If, well, Kiefer, that, Su if Kiefer Sutherland was making good music, it, people would know. Maybe That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving Kiefer too much credit. Um, and maybe it's just because his dad or granddad, or I forget which, was born in St. John, New Brunswick. Wow. Mm -hmm. Gotta love... Gotta, Gotta love claiming people's yes. ancestors. Exactly. Kiefer is basically a St. Johner by birthright. Oh, yeah, of course, mm -hmm. right? Right. If anyone along your lineage was born <laughs> anywhere, then you belong to that exactly. small town. That's exactly right. Where they have nothing else going for them. That's exactly right. Um, 
yeah, okay, that's it. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough about <laughs> Kiefer. Um, so, what what were we even um, talking about? <laughs> Jin asks um, Sun's dad mm-hmm. if he can uh, marry old Sunny old pal. Yes, and Jin comes up and he's like, "Great news!" He said, "Yes, all I have to do is work in a y- a year in a factory and a year here." And this, and Sun kind of looks downtrodden. She looks very sad about it. Until Jin busts out the big diamond ring. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, no, this is dope as Th- shit. This is great, actually. Uh, next scene, Sun comes home, and there's a puppy in a in a gift box. And it's like, great, I have a puppy now. This life is great. And Beautiful then, life. And then Jin comes home and is like, hey, do you like the puppy? Uh, I've been spending so many hours at work, I figured you could use some company. Oh, bring, bring. Got, that's your dad. I got to take this right now. Dad's calling again, and then that's it, right? That well, mm. and then son's like, I remember when you do, uh, could just give me a flower, mm. and I'd be happy. Yeah, and it's like, oh. yeah, hey, fair enough. Money can't buy happiness. It can buy a dog. It can buy a dog. It can buy a cute little puppy, though. It can buy a sick ass diamond ring. Sick ass diamond ring. <laughs> that doesn't make you happy. I don't know what. Well, Jin walks up to son's to dad and he's time. <laughs> Jin walks up to son's dad and he's like, "Hey, I need a sick ass diamond ring." You mean that sick ass diamond ring? That's how much I love your girl. Is I need that sick ass diamond ring. Sick ass diamond ring. Um, I want to make her happy. Gotta make her happy. Big diamond. Big doggy. Big diamond. <laughs> you know what actually is sort of unfortunate about the whole um, the whole thing? She's like. Back then, you could just give me a flower, and I mm-hmm. would be really happy. Mm-hmm. And um, that is very nice, and that's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, flowers aren't even that cheap. Flowers are. Um, well, we don't know the origin of this flower. That's true. When he gives it, it looks like it like fell off someone's lapel, kind of. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it does look like he just he stole yeah, like, it from a coat. Yeah, yeah, he just plucked it from the coat check or something. I bought flowers once, and I was shocked at how much they cost. They were like thirty, thirty-five bucks. Flower, nice bouquet of flowers. Pretty pricey. Yeah, pretty but, pricey. But again, how else do you prove your love to someone? That's completely it. Got to put a dollar value on that. If if there's not a plant mm-hmm. there to speak towards your love, exactly. Then what does your love represent? That's exactly right. Uh, it's like Beyonce's hit song always says: "If you like it, then you should have put a dollar value on it." <laughs> if you like it, then you should have taken that phone call from my dad. <laughs> ring, ring on it. Okay. Uh, so, uh. later in the night, uh, son's asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. Jin bursts in, runs to the bathroom, and son's like, oh, hey, you were out late. What's up? She realizes, oh, my gosh, Jin's washing blood off his hands. You are covered in blood. Coated in blood. Whose blood is Whose this? Whose blood is this? What do you do for my father? What do you do? Answer me. And son slaps Jin in the face to get his attention. And Jin says, I do whatever your father tells me to do. I do it for us. And it's an intense scene. And you know it's intense because the, the normally steady camera is waving all over <laughs> the place as it, as, it, as it tends to do in season one. The camera is... Uh... The cameraman is full of emotion. The cameraman is just swept up in the scene. Yeah. Um, and that scene is jarring. Yeah, I, I guess, it, yeah, it's just all stuff we already know, though. That's exactly it. Yeah, this is a, this is an episode that probably would have been, like, good if we'd watched it in order. But now it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, this is all stuff that we know. Yeah. There's one particular reveal that is completely undercut uh, by this horrible experiment that we're doing. Which one is that? Uh, when we learn that Sun can talk English. Oh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And we're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. yes, that makes sense. <laughs> you speak English for the vast majority of the show. <laughs> Half of the time... Jin is speaking English. Yeah. 
<laughs> they not. really were not into the like Korean characters. Exactly. Six or episodes in, they were characters. six episodes in, they were like, "This is not sustainable." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we need to have out. them speaking the same language as everyone else on the exactly, show. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we can't. <laughs> we cannot afford this translator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, so there's another scene. Yes. And Sun is with an interior decorator. Yes. And they're talking about redoing their home. Mm-hmm. And Jin is looking disinterested on mm-hmm. the couch. Mm-hmm. And it's all cool. Mm-hmm. And then Sun and the interior decorator go into another room. And the interior decorator is like... Here's a scene. Here's a scene and a half, folks. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I am actually the person who helps people flee. <laughs> I'm actually the escape artist. I'm, I'm the escape person. I'm that guy in Breaking Bad. That's me now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meet me at 11.15. You'll walk out of the airport and don't bring anything and no one will ever see you again. Mm-hmm. People For the first week, they'll think that you're kidnapped. Mm-hmm. They don't ever say what they will think f- for the weeks following. But, no. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a heck of a plan. It's a yeah. It sort of just dropped on you very quickly. It really is a lot of info at once. So Sun is ready to get the hell out she of this marriage. She wants to flee. She wants to flee, and yeah. she's ready to flee. And uh, uh, the time comes. They're at Oceanic. They're at uh-huh. the gates of the flight. Jack's in front of them, arguing about something. And uh, Sun looks at the clock. It's eleven fifteen. Looks out, sees a car. Looks at her, tears are streaming down her face. Can she really go through with this? Is she really going to leave her husband? Is she really going to worry her husband? Not only her husband, her father. Her father. The whole... A very powerful man. Very powerful and and I will have you know. Yes. Uh, And he looks over at Jin, and Jin pulls out the very same flower that we saw at the start of the episode. They probably use the same flower to shoot both times. It's definitely not a real flower. It's definitely not a real flower, but you know... The symbolism is there, and it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and Sun decides. Sun sees that little gesture, and walks back over to Jin and says, "And and Jin's like, whoa, what's wrong?" And Sun's because like, "Because Sun is bawling her eyes out. Sun she just is tears streaming distra- down her face. Like the most difficult decision she's ever made in her life mm-hmm. just took place." Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's she like, "What's wrong?" She's like, "Nothing." The flowers, like, the flowers, really nice. That's all. Oh, that and, is what she and, says. And yeah. Jin kisses her on the forehead and goes on his <laughs> way. Like, all right, it's chill. Great. It is nice. It's you know, it's a heck of a moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this episode's fine uh, overall. Yeah. It's not like it's not like an outstanding. It's not like a walkabout. It's not it's like not a, a walkabout. It's not like even a late season one episode where everyone's kind of working together because they're still building stuff up. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, but it's a fine episode, I think. I, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's wrong to say that Sun and Jin's backstories are just like not the best backstories and just yeah. like sort of cliche riddled and that's and mm-hmm, whereas mm-hmm. like um i keep saying terry o'quinn uh <laughs> Locke's backstory is like super cool and mm-hmm. interesting and like mm-hmm. the man is so sad mm-hmm. and so i feel like we haven't seen a lot of characters like mm-hmm. Locke. that's exactly it who's like this he, man he, with a really big obstacle mm-hmm. and he's so detached from reality and he's mm-hmm. like um, the only the only time they really pull off, I think the like, like I think the flashbacks work best when it's like you're contrasting what's happening on the island with the flashbacks. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Terry O'Quinn's are obviously I'm fucking locks are obviously that that to to the nth degree. Kate's are kind of that, but they spin into like uh, absurdity so yeah. quickly. But these ones don't really have any bearing on what's going on. Exactly, or yeah. very little, yeah. very little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that's, that's a flashback. That's, that's a flashback. That's a yeah. flashback. Um, do you want to talk about how this episode starts? Because it's wild. Oh, yes. So Jin's slapping a fish against some fuselage. Oh, he loves slapping the fish. <laughs> He's got a big honking sturgeon just fucking slamming <laughs> it on some metal. <laughs> plop, plop, plop. <laughs> and uh, suddenly, uh, as Sun snaps out of a daydream, he realizes Jin is charging over to Michael, who's walking down the beach with Walt. And fucking tackles him and just starts beating the shit out of him. Starts beating the shit out of him. Mm. And after he's punched Michael in the face several times, he starts takes Michael into the water and tries to drown him. Yes. Very cool. This is a bad episode for Jin overall. Jin does not look good in this episode. He seems uh, at best aloof, at worst abusive in this yeah. episode. Oh, totally. He's just like violent as hell, yes. which does not mesh with the gin that we've seen throughout the rest of the yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's such a, I mean, once you get more backstory, it's like somewhat of a red herring. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, uh, I mean, Korea gin definitely isn't like a good dude. No, yeah, yeah, Because he yeah. does essentially work kill, for, he like, works for the he's mob. He's a bit of a yeah. hit man. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, also, uh, this thing definitely makes it seem like he like beats Sun yeah. or is uh, super manipulative and controlling. Yeah, and like or and, and like is like the whole scene where he kicks Michael's ass is like so so violent like he, yeah. He tries to he tries he tries to murder this, him. This is yeah, this is not just like he like like oh like you know he got get they get in a it's tussle. Not a f- yeah, exactly. Jin tries to drown tries Michael. Tries to murder him. Yeah, he would have <laughs> murdered Michael if, with his child right there. And uh had Sawyer and Saeed not intervened. Yeah. Uh, they end up handcuffing Jin to a piece of fuselage. And we end up asking, why did anyone stop him <laughs> from essentially saving the show from uh, one of the worst characters in the entire <laughs> thing, which is saying something. True. They should have let him kill Michael. That would have been... team killed Michael. That would have been a hell of a move in episode six of yeah, the whole show. Yeah, to huh? have one character murder another character. <laughs> another character. In another... such an insane way. God. With no context. It's not even no context. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, now that's a brave show, not like that's this. Not Joe. too much bravery in primetime TV these days. No, there's no bravery. There's no bravery. Braveheart was the last brave movie I saw. Uh, that's exactly right. The last brave movie I sh- saw was uh-huh. a documentary about the Atlanta Braves. Oh, bravery. Mm-hmm. Er, I um, I used to have bravery, but now I don't. Um, so my or now it's buried in the graveyard. I don't know. Uh, Not bad. Yeah, I I tried to make it work. We'll get there one day. Well, you know, if there's one thing you can say about us is that we will get there one day. Absolutely. We're at number 47 right now. And one day, the goal is to get to number 48, so Mm. soon we'll have it. Sooner than later, I think. Sooner than later. (laughs) I reckon. Sooner or later. Sooner or later. Eventually. Sometime down the road. Eventually, nous allons là. Um, so murder. So murder. So attempted <laughs> murder. Attempt at murder. <coughs> uh, attempt at murder, and everyone's kind of like, "What the heck? How could this be?" And there's a lot of stuff being fl- flown around about how this could be. Uh, Michael suggests that maybe it was racially motivated. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. He says, "You know, I don't know how it is in Iraq, Saeed, but uh, where I'm from, Korean people don't like black people." 
And uh, later he rescinded this uh, argument. He says he was just mad. He was just mad, which is fair. He was uh, almost very mad. He did just get attempted murder. Yes, that is, you know, we'll give Michael some guff, but I think this anger is reasonable. Yeah, Um, totally. It was just a crazy mm. move to see Lost Pull yes. out of a show that otherwise has not made any sort of stance about anything. Any sort of stance about, uh, like, other than having characters of a different race. Yeah, yeah, whatsoever. And very, like, mm. strategically checking the boxes, having them, because there's mm. no primary character mm-hmm. that, like, all of the main people, like mm-hmm. Locke, Kate, Jack, Sawyer, mm-hmm. in the later times, Juliet. Mm-hmm. Are uh, they're all white? They're all white. And then, like, mm-hmm. you get like your Saeed, mm-hmm. who is totally defined by yeah. his uh, ethnicity slash background, and yes. is uh, all of his lovers die. Yeah, so that's not great. We've gone into how Lost is not great at, uh, like, obviously at the time it was like, whoa, look at how diverse this cast yeah, is. Yeah, There's yeah. two whole Korean people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's like, and it really doesn't hold up that yeah. when you like look at it even a second from a current day perspective. Absolutely. Uh, but it, but so that does render mm. it uh, very interesting that mm. they uh, chose to have Michael's dialogue directly address mm-hmm, racism mm-hmm. in America. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um. So something that they never do again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. So, Jin's... Uh, I kind of forget how this whole plot unfolds. Jin's handcuffed there. And oh, yeah, Jin like gets handcuffed to the fuselage. And that pretty much, like, ends up being it for a while. Yeah. Like uh, We just see him be handcuffed. Yeah. People are looking at him. Yeah. He's looking at people. Yeah. And Sun s- and Jin have a conversation yeah. where, like, Sun's like, I can explain it. And Jin's like, no, don't. How can, y- how can you explain it? Yeah. The, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That guy, that guy's a thief. We're not going to explain anything to a thief. A thief. And uh, we also get a conversation with Michael and Waltz where Michael's like, hey, where Waltz's like, what do you mean about that racism thing? And she's just like, I was just talking out my ass because I was mad about getting almost murdered. Sour. And they have a little bit of jawing about how, like, you know, Michael's got to be a dad now and establishing those that whole relationship uh-huh. a bit. Um, they have an argument about how, like, you know, you're not my real dad. And Michael's like, I am, but I also, you know, it's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, we never really hung out. Mm-hmm. Uh, buddy. Buddy. Old buddy, old pal, old Walt, my man, my praying mantis. Uh, what this all leads to is a scene where Michael goes into the woods to do some chopping of the woods. As he does. And <laughs> uh, son walks up to him and, and says, in English, uh... I can explain everything. And Michael's like, what? You can speak English this whole time? And why'd you wait till now to why do it? Why you tell us? And he's like, and son's like, my husband has, doesn't know. And he has a bad temper. And, <laughs> and Michael's like, no doy. Um, doy. He, he tried to murder me. And son basically explained that the reason Michael tried to kill him. Yeah. Is because tried to kill Michael. Is because Michael was wearing his father's watch, father-in-law's watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael was wearing son's dad's watch. Yes. And Jin is, like, basically son's dad's hitman. Yes. Therefore, whenever he saw Michael with son's dad's watch, his immediate instinct was Mm. the hitman in him, Mm -hmm. which murders people for watches. Yes. Um, I believe son explicitly brings up honor, which is... Always fun. Yeah. When, you know, speaking speaking of racism, 
so uh, what Michael does in response to this is maybe the best thing Michael does in the course of the show. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a scene. He walks up to, <laughs> to, to Jin, handcuffed, walks up to him with the fire axe, holds the fire axe like, um, like right up to his face. Mm-hmm. And starts like ranting at him. Jin can't understand. Oh yeah, him. yeah. He's like, I know you don't understand, but here's a, a here, number of things. Here's yeah. my whole deal. I have to take care of my son, and everything's been crazy for me. Uh, and you try to kill me over a damn watch. Here's your freaking watch, idiot. And, and then he does the classic thing where he he. Ra- I think this is like the second time someone has raised an axe, and everyone's like, Oh no, he's gonna do it, and he fucking doesn't do it. He like frees the he frees him from his handcuffs. Mm-hmm. I forget when the other time we saw that happen was. I want to say maybe like uh, Anna Lucia, I think. Uh, I, I don't remember. I just remember this jarring scene it, that we see. It's a hell of a scene. With old Mikey Mike and old Jenny Jen. So, yeah, Michael, deci- Michael says, all right, I'm freeing you, but stay away from me. Stay away from my son. Uh, and that's that. That's the end of the... Basically, the uh, Main namesake st- storyline. Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting to watch. Like, I mean, I guess this is just how shows are, but yes. to watch uh, stories that are based around the auxiliary characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just don't take up half as much space as stories based around the main characters. That is true. Obviously, mm-hmm. is it Lost just has such a bizarre structure where they wanted to put twenty mm-hmm. important characters there, but they wanted to obviously to like pay attention to about five of those people exactly but you still dedicate so much screen time to like these 20 it's such a bizarre thing. it's really you know i i i mean that was one of the things at the time that was like huge about it is yeah. that it wasn't just like you know you had you had the two the three main jabronis and then everybody else is one type of way yeah lost was go- out here going oh, out of its yeah, way yeah, to yeah. like really flesh out these but like trying to have know. so many like round characters exactly yeah. exactly and like you know maybe a bit off not maybe it definitely bit off more than it could chew probably yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because you have you know you know Locke, who's a fascinating guy and even some of the side characters are fascinating uh-huh. you know for all we rag on Saeed, his episodes are fun um and all like and then you also have like Michaels and uh, Jin and Son, who are you yeah. Know, but and and then you have both to, of those, like both yeah. of uh, like Jin and Sonny and Michael. All of their flashback storylines are not that interesting. Mm. They are, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've literally just seen those storylines uh, yes hundred million times. Yes, of like yeah. Just like Jin and Son is sort of a mob boss story, yes, sort of a exactly. uh, rich people story, sort of a very like Korean honor story, exactly, sort of, and like a and uh, relations between genders story as exactly, well, exactly, exactly. And it's um like like Lost wants so hard to like do everything, yeah, but it can't like it can't do everything properly, exactly. So it's like it does things, but it does them in this. Uh, in very fairly unoriginal way. Exactly. And so the whole story with Jen and, Jen and Sin, Sun and Jin is like very broad strokes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone's story is obviously very broad strokes. And then you run into problems where it's like they keep trying to like expand, like similar to with Kate, where they keep being like, how do we keep ex- making this murderer on the lamb story even yeah. wackier? How do we raise the stakes even more? Uh, it's the same thing where it's like, how do we keep adding new dimensions to what is a basically a very flat needs thing yeah yeah like, yeah totally it's it's interesting it's very uh, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's interesting to just examine that uh, that uh, what they're trying to do because mm. you get a lot more of that in the in the beginning. Mm-hmm, whenever mm-hmm. you're really getting the setup to everyone's story, and I mean, mm-hmm. we got the lock episode last week or yeah. the week before last week last week so we got like we really got to see how well they can set some characters mm-hmm. Up. Mm-hmm. and i think this episode does you know for all it's uh like completely wacky uh-huh. like it has have some wackier things but in general it does a decent job of setting up the dynamics between sun and Jin. yeah and it does give us some interesting mm-hmm. stuff to chew on and mm-hmm. especially the um like the the thing with Sun speaking English and Jin not knowing about it yeah, is that, very interesting. That, that adds a that you know does obviously add a whole new wrinkle to the for all the like obviously they just didn't want to keep doing Korean. Yeah, uh, it does add a huge wrinkle to their whole relationship. Yeah, and that's their, sort of the one and their relationship like, to the rest of the island. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's sort of the most interest, interesting aspect of their relationship. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. is this language thing. The and language this, barrier. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 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 uh, Sun's reluctance to share that ke- she can speak English and Jit not knowing, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. It's neat. It's neat. Uh, for uh, for they did know. one cool thing with them. They did. A, they did. A, they tried to do a cool thing with them. And I I don't know. I guess the, the hitman the thing is funny too. The hitman thing is like pretty. I I, I don't mind the hitman thing. I think it's. I like a like, good hitman thing. I think it's. You know, it could have been handled a little better, but I think you know whatever. Uh, well, I think there's an ep- there's an episode coming up where they delve right into how Jin is a hitman and ah uh, uh, yes, coming up, coming right up, coming up. It could be coming it up be. next week or a year from now. A year from now, uh, so literally. S- so stay yeah. t- so stay tuned for that episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, there's a few other things that happen yeah. on the island. We've got Jack and Kate. Yes, they're, they're two they're, little lovebirds. They're flirting and they're chirping, and everybody loves it. Everybody's got their hand on their cheeks and they're blushing, and everybody's like, "Wow, these Ooh. guys are good. What wow. are these? What are these bozos gonna smooch already?" Oh, you're so in love. They're so in love. They so. don't even know how in love they are, but we know the we know. audience. That's what we call a dramatic irony. We yeah. are the audience. We are the audience, and we know love when we see it. Exactly. So. Uh, the other thing that happens is, um, so Jack is kind of taking this small crew of people. It's like Jack, Kate, Locke, and Charlie. Good, solid crew. Cool crew. Uh, taking them to these caves that he found. And their purpose is to get some, they've, because there's basically fresh water at these caves. So they're bottling up the water with the intent of bringing it back to the beach. But Jack is sitting there and he's thinking like, hey, you know what? Guess what? Maybe we should move out here where the water is instead of staying out on the beach. And so that's kind of the other main plot of the episode is everyone's kind of thinking like, you know, well, I want to stay. Should we stay? Should we go? Should we stay? I want to stay on the beach because I want to be seen by whatever passing vehicles are going by. Vessels, air vessels, or sea vessels. We want to be rescued. Want to be rescued. And other people are like, well, I... there's shelter where the water is. where the water is. And shelter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So... That's kind of the whole frame of the other part of the episode. Which one are you? Are you team beach or team water? Uh, that was actually a thing. I remember people asking each other at the time. Really? Like, you team caves? Because this was the first time that like the group really got split. There was split. a big choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. There was a big choice that had to be made. Mm-hmm. And uh, like people are, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there's no agreeing amongst the people. Exactly. Um, you team cave or team water? I think I'm team, team cave because I like to sleep under shelter. I'm team cave. I love sure. water. Uh, I don't love to sleep on a beach. 
No, exactly. Get sand it's all too over sandy. all my stuff. Too I could sandy. not do that sand for that long. No, they're always no, no. in like pants and stuff too, mm, and they're wearing shoes, and they're on the beach, and it's like, how? I just, it's so uncomfortable. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Um, That's the grossest thing that this show does. <laughs> here's is, there'd be sand everywhere. Here's a really funny thing: is that in throughout season one. That's a whole dynamic is caves versus beach. Yeah. Season two rolls around and it doesn't even no matter. One, but N- they get the hatch in season two. They do get the hatch. Which in changes two? the game. Yes. Uh, true. But it's like nobody even mentions the cave. Oh, anymore. yeah. I, I had like this is I did not mm. remember the cave aspect of the show. Yeah. That there was ever an option of them going to the cave mm-hmm. because they totally stay beach. Right. Mm, exactly. I don't know why Jack comes back. Maybe we'll find that out next, next week. week. Maybe we'll find that out in a, a year from, years now. from now. That's exactly it. That's always the gamble we take with this show. Yeah. Um, so many things happen around this. One thing that happens is Charlie sneaks off to do some heroin mm. and, uh, Locke catches him in the act and Locke's like, what are you doing? And Charlie's like, and Locke says, Hey, don't move. And Charlie's like, I was just, I was promised I was not doing heroin. And the thing about Charlie doing heroin is that he chose to do it while standing on a beehive. (laughs) (laughs) This is the true shining star of this episode. Oh, what a The Charlie trying to do heroin on a beehive (laughs) scene is so incredible. Charlie, do your heroin not on top of a beehive. He's literally standing on a beehive. And it's like, if you move, you will crack the hive. And it's like, how did he get onto it? How did he get onto He was so He was so tunnel-visioned about just getting, about that, heroin. getting yeah. that fixed, getting that monkey off his back, you know? I guess so. Uh, and so the whole, you know, Kate and Jack, everybody kind of gathers around, and they're like, what are we going to do? We got to seal it off. Go get some this and that and the other. Yeah. But Charlie's sitting there like, goo. I'm scared of bees. Oh, I have an irrational fear of bees. It's so irrational. Uh, yeah, I keep thinking, like, it's a very rational fear of bees. There's a million bees underneath you. Yes. And, I mean, he is killing it, too. He's mm-hmm. not moving. He's being very calm mm-hmm. while, like, bees start to go on top of him and yeah. stuff. It's like, if I were in that situation, I would do no better than Charlie at the very least. Absolutely and not. I would never claim to have an irrational fear of bees. That's exactly it. Charlie's going doing this... Like, while probably on the cusp of heroin withdrawal as well. Oh, yeah, of course. So, like, you know, uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, Yeah, he's stressed out. He's in a very... He's in a poor state. He's in a poor state. Uh, He does eventually slap his neck, and that does... um, Trigger... to the bee... The beehive runs out, and it's comical. uh, He cracks the beehive open, and... (laughs) Uh, the bees go everywhere and everyone's fleeing. Uh, I also want to note that these bees are fake as hell. They are clearly CG bees. No, these are real bees. No, they're not. They used real bees. They did not use real bees. Real as hell bees. (laughs) I I think you got duped, dude. Those are clearly... Those are real bees. They put the bees on a green screen. These are (laughs) honeybees. Honeybees. You're the bee expert now. Yeah, I've been to bee town. You've been to bee town. You think I haven't had a cup of honey straight from the hive? You, you sip the honey right out of the hive? I sip the honey right out of the hive. I suckle on the sweet teat of that bee. <laughs> suckle on the bee teat. I hate that imagery. Well, who isn't doing it? <laughs> so, America, Canada, the rest of the world. Now, if you've ever been to 
Oh, a sweet little town I like to call the island. <laughs> we will suckle on the BT all day long. You are, of course, referring to Prince Edward Island. <laughs> no, I yes. 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 Um, Prince Edward Island, a.k.a. Where They Shot Lost, yes. a.k.a. BT capital of the world, <laughs> home of the BT suckle, um, the first and original suckle, and all other suckles actually are sort of mirrored off of the BT suckle. What I really like is, um, you know, that famous uh, photo of the Charlottetown conference. Yeah. Where, you know, John A. and all his fucking bozos. They're all suckling. They're all suckling on the BT. On the BT. They're all, they all have their own BT to suckle. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like 1880, whenever the fuck. And every, it's, so it's black and white, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. But you can, like, if you know. You can make it out. You can really make the BT out out of that famous picture. <laughs> A, a, a part of our national heritage. That's my favorite heritage minute. That, oh, yeah, the BT suckle one. The, the like, yeah. 90 seconds uncut of John A. McDonald just, just suckling, suckling on a on BT. BT. <laughs> exactly. So, Charlie was... That's why, if you do heroin and then suckle on a BT while you're standing on the hive, I mean, I've heard that's the greatest high in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's what Charlie was going for. I think so. He did very poorly at it. Yeah. And he just gets stung a bunch. Yeah. So, there's always next time. Uh, and also, um, you know, the other thing that happens out of this is, well, there's two threads that emerge from this. One of them is dropped immediately. So let's do that first. Uh, Jack and Kate run into the caves. They take off their shirt and it's like, whoa, they're shirtless together. Uh, and uh, while they're like, you know, get, getting their breath and recovering, they find some corpses. Oh, yeah. They find, Corpse two, town. They find two very old corpses. One of them's female. And uh, the other, well, the other two. They were female. I know. <laughs> from Sublime. <laughs> from the, from the ba- Reefer Madness. The band Sublime? Yeah. From the band Sublime. You know the one that we all like. Everybody loves the band Sublime. Everybody likes it. Uh, every- it's from the t- the song Smoke Two Joints. Uh, okay. Classic tune. Smoke Two Joints in the morning. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, once they're done smoking two joints in the morning, they look at these corpses, and they also see they have a pouch with one white stone and one black stone in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, this is weird. And Locke says, it's like they're Adam and Eve, kind of. And then that's the rest we hear of them. For uh, That's it. For the, forgotten whole, about completely. for the whole show. It's so stupid, yeah. They, they say it, and then we forget about it until, like, I think... We get an answer to it, like, three episodes until before the finale, I think. We, yeah. We, get, we learn who those people were. Um, and it's some Jacob really? ass bullshit. It's, it's some Jacob ass bullshit. Whoa, that's, that's so awful. They t- yeah. they literally six years later, they're mm. like, you remember those two people that we talked about for two minutes? Yeah. Oh, that's so awful. I would much rather they never address it again than bring it up six years later. I agree. It's bad. Um, but for now, it's just a mysterious thing. And it's also what gives Jack the idea to be like, hey, they must have lived, lived here. They lived here. They lived here, and they were fine until they died. Uh, so maybe we could live here, too. Uh, so the other thing that happens is that Charlie and Locke get to know each other a bit. Yeah. And Locke comes up, and he's like, you know, I have both your albums of Driveshaft. I recognize you. He's a big He's fan. a big Driveshaft fan. He d- drops a fucking... Whole pitchfork review about their legacy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's he didn't like. He liked the self-titled album. Yeah. Second album wasn't quite as good. Yes, exactly. Which I mean, good year, Locke. Exactly. He gives he gives that one an eight point six best new music, and the yeah. other one kind of like a more like a five point four. Yeah. Like, like uh, a sophomore <clears throat> slump. Exactly. Yeah. The sophomore slump is real. It's real, and 
then he then they have a very fucking earnest and dumb conversation about how Locke is, Locke says like, "Hey, you know what? I bet you miss your guitar, don't you? you? Miss your guitar, buddy. When was the last time you played it?" And and <laughs> Charlie says, uh, eight days and twenty four minutes." <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so awful. Very lame. Very dream. very like. Well, we're cool. <laughs> yep. Sort of. With this, sort you know of how we're cool? We have a a player of the guitar. Yeah, exactly. Kids guitar love player. guitars. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I hate guitars. I hate them. Six strings is too many. Give me one. Give me one string maximum. One string is all I've ever needed, and anybody who needs more is uh, bougie as fuck. You honestly. know that old saying, I only need one string? Mm-hmm. One string only. <laughs> the G string. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry, everybody. Hey, sometimes you gotta make a funny joke about a G string. <laughs> yeah, it, every now and again it does happen. Every now and then it happens, and it's always a funny time that everyone loves to hear and think about. Yeah. Um, so, so they have the guitar conversation, mm-hmm. and then they locks like, "Oh, the island is gonna give you your guitar. Don't worry, buddy. The island will give you the guitar, but the first thing you gotta do." Is give up your heroin, and, and Charlie's like, "What? How do you? I'm kn- not a heroin boy. How like do you? How did you know that I was doing heroin? And you only saw me doing it. <laughs> you only saw me doing it on a beehive. And <laughs> Charlie says, um, "Sorry." Locke says, "Listen, I want to help you, but you can't do it alone. So just give me your heroin, and I'll help you out." And Charlie says, "All right, buddy." I'll, I agree. I'll give you my heroin if you tell me where my guitar is. And and Locke says, to find your guitar, you must simply look up. And his guitar is in like a cliff. Yeah, it's like lodged in a, Above cl- their head. a cliff, like lodged in some like roots or something. Yeah. And Charlie's like, whoa, I thought you were doing some kind of wacky. I solved your wacky riddle, didn't I? Ooh. Give my heroin back. <laughs> <Didn't> <laughs> <do> anything. <laughs> he, I would have saw that. He beats him with the guitar and takes his back his heroin. Yeah, takes back his heroin. And that's the end of Locke. Locke dies. <laughs> that's it. That's the end of Terry O'Quinn's life. Terry O'Quinn died, yeah. Yeah, he died. I like Terry O'Quinn. He died as he lived, giving out a riddle. <laughs> giving out a riddle. Ooh, Terry. <laughs> Terry. So that's the end of Charlie and Terry, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty much the episode. That is I pretty much the episode. Let me, let me take a look and confirm. I think that is <laughs> as well. Um, um, we get a scene of Sawyer in shades as everyone's kind of discussing. He is so mean. As everyone is discussing, like whether to go and st- or stay on the beach or go to the caves, he comes up and says, like, he says something really racist. First of all, he says, um, "Hey, call Said Captain Falafel," which is not great. Yeah, <laughs> not great for our protagonist. Yeah, uh, it's uh, casting our protagonist in a new light. Mm-hmm. Early Sawyer was just a uh, a mean bad dude. Yeah, early Sawyer was just outright shitty all the time. Uh, anyways, he's wearing sunglasses and looks fucking awful <laughs> to see and hear. Oh, it's like it's uh, gas station sunglasses. It's ga- he's totally wearing gas station. It's sunglasses. such gas station sunglasses. Uh, we also get a scene of um, a scene between Jack and Kate to close out the episode, where Jack is like, "I'm going. You coming?" And Kate's like, s- sitting on the beach solemnly, staring out at the lapping waves. And Kate says, "I'm not I'm coming. Staying. I'm staying it's here." Like you guys are like an hour walk away. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is not so bullshit. This is such a like this great divide. We will never be it's seen so again. So ridiculous. And it, and and they treat it like it's like, if you don't come with me now. 
why are you this way? Yeah. Why did you, what did you do to be this way? And the viewers at home are all like, but we need Jack and Kate to fuck. <laughs> they need to fuck. Why? My whole, I, do, I need them to fuck while I eat my popcorn. <laughs> Drink my club soda or my Coca-Cola and watch Jack and Kate fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We all remember that feeling. That feeling, oh my god. The feeling that took the nation over. That took the nation by storm. Let Jack and Kate fuck. You're not letting them fuck, JJ. <laughs> this is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, that whole scene is very fake drama. And we end with a montage of the people enter the caves, people staying on the beach. Uh, Hurley puts on headphones. Has a disc man, a walk man, whatever you want to call it, a portable CD player. Oh, yeah, and he plays a song. He plays a country song, and it's all like, are you lonesome? Oh, look around and doodly-doo. It's uh, a very weird way to end the episode. Yeah, they Lost stopped doing that. Lost used to do this a lot, yeah. which is that they would end the episode with a montage over a song that was being played through. Her, like They would t- show Hurley, like, put boop and boop and boop, his yeah. CD player. And the, a montage ends the episode. Yeah. And so we see where everyone's at. We see Michael and Walt bonding. We see uh, Kate and Sawyer looking lonely on the beach. We see some other stuff too. We get it's a nice. It's a like it's nice to end the episode on a note that isn't like. Yeah. What? Uh, and so that's kind of nice, but it also is like very out of character. For yeah. Lost. Yeah. It was interesting. Mm. It's interesting because yeah, I just haven't seen that, um, before. That's literally the first time we've seen it in this show. And, and we're we've 47 still, and we've episodes in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's the episode. That is the episode. Heck of an episode. Yeah, um, it was fine. I don't mind that episode one bit, to be honest. Um, season one was just a better show. Uh, kind of. Yeah. It, it was a very different show and mostly better. Um, so what do you say we go to random.org? Yes, let's see what we're going to watch next week. It could be a, maybe it's an episode that's better. Probably it's an episode that's worse. Almost definitely worse because, uh, most of the show, quite bad. Most of the show, quite bad. Uh, but we, uh, we persist because we love to do this show and we love you, the viewer. Um, so I've typed in in random.org, which is a true random number service. Yes. Um, it uses static noise to develop randomness. It's not some sort of predictable algorithm. Of course, of course. We've been over this. You yeah. know it. You know it. Love it. Mm-hmm. So for all your random needs, go to random.org. Mm-hmm. I typed in, uh, the numbers 1 to 121, mm-hmm. corresponding with the numbers of the episodes of Lost. Mm-hmm. Got 39. 39, eh? Hmm. 39, one so of them. We've watched that one. What is that one? That is one of them, the side episode from season two. Uh, we've watched that one. That sounds like a fun one. Mm-hmm. What about 105? 105. Ooh, boy, oh boy. I feel like we might have watched that, too. Uh, in fact, we have not. Uh, this is... Season six? Season six, episode two. Oh. Part two of the season premiere. <sighs> Very interesting. It's going to be... Fucked and bad. bad. It's gonna be trash. All right. Well, you heard it here first. We are about to watch a very bad episode of Lost. It's gonna. It's gonna not make a whole lot of sense. I. I'm fine with that. Oh boy. All right. We've got to watch season six sometime. It's gonna happen more often than it doesn't. Ah, that sucks. Uh. Anyways, next week we do that. This week we say goodbye. Uh. I've been Bean. I've been James. Thanks for listening to our goofy little show. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, like we say at the end of every episode. Yeah.